Hello everyone. This is Jocelyn here with the She Illuminates the World podcast. And I am so excited to have you here with me through this incredible journey where I will be sharing my story of how I overcame my eating disorder, found my inner light, created my business. And I am even more excited for you to tune into your inner light to dismantle all the limiting beliefs and fears and anxieties related to not being good enough, not strong enough, too much and not enough, so that you can step into your power, find that power, connect to that power, and create meaningful impact on the world. So I'm just so happy that you're here listening with me. And why don't we all just start by taking a big, deep breath and just inhale, fill your lungs up with all the greatness in your heart, all the positive energy, connecting to your desire, connecting with your wisdom, and just inhale all of your greatness, even if you're not consciously aware of what that is. And when you're ready, just take a big exhale and just let it all out. And if you want to shake a little bit, just move any stored up energy out of the body. Feel free to do that. Make sure you turn off any distractions and just be present right here with this podcast. So our first episode is called U-R-A-B-F-D. And for those of you who don't know what a BFD is, a BFD stands for big freaking deal. And the F, effing, freaking, fucking, whatever you want to identify with is cool. But you are a BFD. And as women living in a patriarchal culture, so many are disconnected from our BFD-ness, our power, our truth. We're so disconnected from that because we are so busy trying to live up to somebody else's expectation or buying into these beliefs that we're behind in our career, that we're behind in our relationships, that we need to lose weight in order to be lovable or desirable. And we eat up all these lies that were fed to us by this patriarchal culture and as a result, we just feel like we're not enough. Like we're just, we're lame. We're weak. We're pathetic. You know, why would anybody hire us? Why would anyone want to pay us more money? Am I a BFD? I see this in so many women just unable to just absorb and take in the power that is them and the light and the greatness and the magnificence. And the truth is that you are a BFD, whether you see it or not. And it's okay if you're having trouble connecting to that right now. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to me. There's a part of you that is ready to uncover that potential that is ready to discover that essence, that brilliance. And let me just tell you right now, the world needs your brilliance. We need your brilliance. There's a lot of pain going on. 
you know, there's a lot of anger and rage and destruction. And we have never needed your brilliance more than we need it right now in this moment. So let's just take a big inhale to that. Inhale, exhale, and just let it all out. And just know that you sitting here listening is a first step. It's a huge step, a massive step to dismantling patriarchal culture so that you can live up to your full potential and rise into your power, into your wisdom and create an impact on the world. And when you create impact, there is a ripple effect that happens that is spread to women all over the world. They see you show up in your brilliance and it activates their brilliance. And we just have more and more and more brilliance and magnificence spiraling out and that all women can be in their BFD power. Oh, okay. How does that feel? How does that feel for you? Just take a moment to connect with that feeling and embody that feeling. And as you do that, I am going to share a little bit of my personal story. My name is Jocelyn. I'm 28 years old. I live in New York, right outside of New York City. And I would say that I had a pretty normal upbringing. Grew up in the suburbs of New York City, you know. You know, I graduated high school, I went to college, I got my degree from Binghamton University, I moved down to Washington, D.C., I got my master's in public health from the George Washington University, I got a full-time job in Atlanta, Georgia, I had my own apartment, I had a salary, I had benefits, I had a lot of friends, and it, it seems perfect, right? That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go to school and get educated and get the job, all the things, right? All the checked boxes. And on the outside, it looked like I had it together. And not so much, not so much. So what I didn't share with you is that I started struggling with food and my body very, very early on in life. And I didn't realize that I had all these negative, you know, messages and programming about my body until high school. When I was in high school, I put on a little bit of weight, more than I had wanted to, and I started going on a diet. I started dieting. So I started counting what was Weight Watchers points, and then I started counting calories and fat grams and fiber, and I became very obsessive very quickly. So my brain started to go into like calculator mode where it was just constantly crunching out numbers, 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 numbers. And then this also translated into my academics. So I was calculating grades also, my GPA, just trying to figure out what I needed on my exams in order to get the best grades, in order to get into college, you get my GPA up, like all the things. And everything was just calculations and numbers. And I was miserable. And I did lose the weight. And even when I got to my lowest weight, it wasn't enough because I still didn't have abs. I didn't have abs, so it wasn't enough. I lost my period. I had low bone mineral density. My metabolism went to shit. And yet it still wasn't enough because I didn't have fucking abs. You gotta be kidding me. 
And I was going on a diet for health reasons, please. So anyway, I got so fed up and I started binge eating and I started binge eating and I could not stop. I couldn't get a hold of it. No matter how hard I tried to stop emotional eating, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't control it. And I was gaining weight and gaining weight and gaining weight. And my doctors didn't know what was wrong. They misdiagnosed me with polycystic ovarian syndrome. They, you know, put me on medication for type two diabetes. They didn't know what to do. Nobody thought for a second that this could be an eating disorder. So I just went about my ways through restricting and binging and going to the gym and exercising and through those patterns over and over and over again, repeating those patterns over again. And always knowing in my heart that something wasn't right, that this wasn't normal. And I heard a lot of messages. This is how you're supposed to be. It's supposed to be a struggle with weight. All women struggle with weight. But there was a part of me that knew that there had to be more. And what I was going through could not be the way. And so I started listening to podcasts and studying nutrition, and I started learning about eating disorders. And I remember when we learned about eating disorders in my nutrition class, looking up at the board and literally pointing to the screen and saying, well, that's me, like self-diagnosing myself in nutrition class. That's me. And so I did a nutrition and fitness internship in college, and I was writing about how I wanted to go into community health and health promotion. Um, and I ended up moving back down to, to Washington, D.C. to get my master's degree in public health so I could further my career. And when I was in school for public health, I realized that there was a whole social justice component around this, this needing to lose weight and be smaller. And how could you tell people to eat their fruits and vegetables when they're also struggling with violence and racism and health disparities? And we're not talking about these health disparities. So I developed this whole public health approach and I got more involved in eating disorder legislation at the policy level. And as I mentioned before, I moved down to Atlanta, Georgia. And when I was in Atlanta and I had it all, I had never been more miserable in my life. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I was internalizing everybody else's pain. Everybody else's pain, blaming myself, numbing out with food. And eventually it got so out of control that I ended up going to therapy and I finally allowed myself to invest the money in working with an eating disorder therapist, somebody who was specialized in eating disorders. And after working with her for a few months, she said to me, you know, Jocelyn, this is trauma. This sounds like trauma. And I thought, I don't have trauma. There's no way I have trauma. How could I possibly have trauma? Like I grew up in suburban New York. There's no trauma. Well, she was right. I did have trauma. And what I didn't know was that there is this thing called little t traumas. And little t trauma is anytime you feel unsafe or unheard as your authentic self. So if you were bullied, if you were minimized, if you were discriminated against, 
all of that is trauma. And then this piece blows my mind. We live in a traumatic world because of this patriarchal culture that puts women down. So our society in itself is traumatic. And if you look at the history of women, women have been oppressed for centuries, centuries. Women couldn't vote. Women couldn't even open up their own bank account until the year 1960. There was so much trauma. They used to burn us at the stake. And what they're finding in the research is that trauma is actually genetically transmitted. So if your ancestors had trauma, which they did because being a woman was traumatic, it was not safe to be a woman, all of those adaptations and patterning that were used for survival are genetically transmitted through epigenetics. So we are carrying these adaptations, these traumatic responses, having never actually experienced the main event, the trigger point, which is mind-blowing, mind-blowing. And so many of us think that we don't need help, we don't have enough pain, other people have more pain than us. And all of that is part of the patriarchal programming that is designed to keep women small. So I'll just give you a moment, take a deep breath. This can be very triggering, it may activate a lot of emotions. Take a deep breath and just let everything I just said kind of move through your body. If you need to get up and shake, you can shake. We do this, use this tool a lot. Just discharge, let it move out of the system. And know that you are not broken. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with you. The only thing that might be wrong is the belief that there is something wrong with you. You are enough, you are worthy, you are lovable exactly as you are, and you are a big fucking deal right here, right now, in this moment. So breathe that in again, let your body feel all of it, feel that essence, feel that inner light, soak it all up, all of that brilliance the brilliance of tuning into this brand new podcast and showing up for yourself, showing up because you know that there is something greater out there and that you are ready. You are ready to make a difference. You are ready to show up. You are ready to connect to that calling and you are ready to create change for yourself in the world. So give yourself a nice big hug, say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I have so much gratitude in my heart for you taking the time to listen, to listen to this episode. And I can't wait for you to continue joining. 
and for all that is coming. Stay tuned. <laughs>